0: My name is Jose, and I'm, I'm one of the teachers here, one of the pastors. I'm just curious, though, how many of you get to enjoy tomorrow off? How many of you, you get tomorrow off? Oh, fantastic. For those of you doing shift work, God bless you. We promised a tip, okay? Um, how many of you, though, start your school year on Tuesday? You start your school year on Tuesday. Well done. Thank you. One adult and a few kids. Okay, great. I'm confused. Uh, Pacific students, we want to welcome you back. I think you're about a week in Uh, But in church world, just so you know, as a community, we rotate, this is our our new year. We don't go on a January to December schedule. We actually launch everything new, launches in the fall, because many of us, if we have families that are connected to school, things start anew in September. So students, this is the last of a summer long series that we've been doing called Words to the Wise. God doesn't want just to meet us on Sunday. He wants to engage our everyday life. He wants to be with you Monday through the following Sunday and show you how to live in the best way. So, we've been looking in our class here on how to be wise. And wisdom is simply knowing how to bring God into all of life. If you want to be really wise, live like God intended, we need to invite God to teach us and shape us and show us how to do everyday stuff. So, every week, we looked at something different, but tomorrow, just because you'll be in your own class, the rest of us, we kick off a new series starting next uh, week called Life in 3D. Every fall, we do a vision series because many people come join the church somewhere between you know Christmas and the summer and may not know what our church is about, why we're here, what we're doing. So we're gonna do that starting next week. And we have so many things to announce, so many good things, so many positive changes, but I'll, I'll save that for next week. Today, here's what we're gonna do. Go to Proverbs 6. I'm gonna hit a bunch of places before that, but look at Proverbs 6. We'll look at that in a minute. But in order to get us there, Proverbs gives us pictures. It makes these statements that put a picture in your mind. When the picture's in your mind, it shows you about what God wants us to do in everyday life. So often, students, if you're reading the Proverbs, it's gonna paint a picture in your mind. Today, we're gonna look at two pictures that you're supposed to compare, two visuals that you compare one or the other. And Proverbs show us that you and I, we have a choice to make. You're going to have to choose on which picture is going to best represent you, and in doing that, hopefully, we'll pick the best picture that represents God's plan for our life. All right, two pictures. The first path or picture is the path of the sluggard. Say it with me, sluggard, sluggard. The core part of that word is slug, Ill. like this, that's just not a good picture, now, sluggard in in Proverbs is not talking about the little creature, the little animal, a slug, but the word sluggard means slow. Say slow. slow. So sometimes people operate in a way that is slow, let me just explain this to you. If you have a certain time you have to be at work or school and the alarm clock goes off, this is the mindset of a sluggard, Proverbs 26, 14. As a door turns on its hinges, so a sluggard turns on his bed. The picture, it's not saying if you hit your snooze button, you're bad. It's just saying the sluggard, the slow person, is not quick to get up, not quick to do what they're supposed to do. All right, let's talk about work habits or study habits. Again, the picture of the sluggard. Proverbs 24, sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. There's an exam a couple of weeks from now. The sluggard never reads the book. The sluggard never does the homework. The sluggard doesn't do the right thing at the right time, and when it comes time to reap the reward, they don't find anything. Again, that's a picture of how you can live your life. Don't take these words literally because I don't have a farm and I don't plow anything. But I can be slow in the way that I work and study. All right, you start something. How many of you know when you start something, it would be good to finish, right? Most of the time at least. On finishing what you started, Proverbs 19.24, a sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. He starts, like breakfast, but around lunchtime his hand is still sitting in the milk. He's, he's too slow to bring it back. Again, these are just highlighting ways that you can choose to live. Now, sometimes we make an appointment and we have an excuse or something we're going to do when we make an excuse. This is the sluggard, Proverbs twenty-two thirteen. The sluggard says, there's a lion outside, I'll be killed in the streets. In other words, I'm not going to do anything Every, you know, you're supposed to do something, someone says, why didn't you do it? Well, and they come up with the lamest excuse. The sluggard isn't quick to finish what they start. Now, why? Hear me, students. These are just pictures about how you can live your life. You can make excuses. You could choose to say, you know what? Instead of doing what I'm supposed to, I'm going to be lazy. But look at Proverbs 26:15. A sluggard uh, uh, buries his hand in the dish But he is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. When the Bible talks about a sluggard, it's not that someone, it's not talking about someone who can't work, it's talking about someone who won't work. You and I, whether you're a student or you're an adult, you and I can choose to be productive or be lazy. Let me just ask you, and please don't answer. Would you consider yourself a lazy? person. Now, I'm not saying, do you enjoy a lazy day or a day off or a day to chill? But when you look at seven days in a week, would you say that you approach your days in a positive way? Or do you say, would you honestly say that you are a bit lazy? Let me put it another way, because that sounds kind of negative. What are you doing with the opportunities God's put in front of you right now? Every one of us, God is giving us opportunities to do something with our life. What are you doing with them? And so what I want to do is look at a contrast. Remember, one picture, the picture of the sluggard is slow. Slow to get up, slow to be productive, slow to finish what they start, but that's not the only picture. There's another picture that looks different, and this one you're going to get a little more closely. So you're at Proverbs 6 Proverbs 6, and we'll start in verse 6. Now, it's talking to the sluggard. Go to the, what's the word there in your Bible? Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. And look at what it says. It, the ant, has no commander. It has no overseer or boss or ruler yet. The ant stores its provisions or its food In the summer and gathers its food at harvest. And then it asks a question. It's saying, sluggard, look at the ant. Now it says to the sluggard these questions. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like a... In armed men. I just want to look at a couple of things this morning that we can learn. There's an approach to life that says, who cares? I don't have to do anything. As a matter of fact, the best thing I could do is the least amount possible. If you live like that way, the Proverbs are saying you're going the path of a sluggard. But notice an ant. I looked online to see how much can an ant carry compared to its body weight. Now, again, I can't fact check all of it, but as the, the, the most conservative estimate is an ant can carry 50 times of its own weight. Now, I weigh you know slim 110 pounds, right? <laughs> Just up it by maybe 100, and so so whatever I weigh that that an ant an ant can can carry on its on its back can carry. At least 50, I I saw on some websites, again, I'm not a fact checker, that maybe an ant can carry a 1,000 times its own body weight. So so the Bible says, look at nature. Some things run really slow. Other things are more productive. A couple of things you can learn from an ant. Number one, and maybe write this down as we begin this new school year, as we begin the season as a church, as you think about this new opportunity that God's giving you this fall, The ant, what do we learn from the ant? The ant is motivated. Look at what it says, verse 7. The ant has no commander. It has no overseer. It has no ruler. You see, wisdom is calling us to grow in motivation. If I'm going to do something important with my life, if I'm going to make the most of every God-given opportunity, where do I begin? I begin with motivation. Now, some of us, are just naturally motivated. Some of you, you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is run to your parents' room and say, come on, get up, breakfast or whatever. Let me just remind you, your parents, sometimes need a few more minutes, okay? Sometimes they're a little slower. Others need to be stimulated, helped, moved along, because naturally they're not motivated. I'm not here to judge your natural bent. Some of us automatically jump into things, some take time, but I am here to tell you this. If you don't check your own motivation, you could miss a great God-given opportunity. When I was in high school, I I when I was in high school, I really wanted to like as a career path, as a job, I wanted to to share, to speak in front of groups of people just like this. It's what I wanted to do. Maybe your like dream job is different. This was my dream job and I always always wanted to be in the play or if there was something that required you to be up front, sing in a choir, whatever, I love this kind of stuff. Like lights to me were like exciting. But as a high schooler, I thought, what do I need to do to get there? So I went to college and found an opportunity, an actual program to learn to do what I'm doing right now. But then I met a guy who was doing exactly what I wanted to do. So if you want to be like a basketball player, it'd be meeting LeBron James, or wherever your hero is. If you want to be an actor or actress, it'd be meeting your, your favorite actor or actress. I had a chance to meet a guy. He actually lives here in Portland. His name's Luis Palau. He's doing exactly what I wanted to do. I was in college, and I, I, I wanted to meet him, so I finally met him, and we became friends. And this is what he told me. Catch the students. He said, Jose, I can open up doors for you. In other words, Luis Plow was doing exactly what what I wanted to do, and he had so many opportunities, he was willing to share. And he said, Jose, you're young, and and I can give you the open door. But he said, let me warn you, you have to go through it. I can open the door, I can give you the opportunity, but you're going to need to do something about it. And if I say, well, I can't speak, this is Luis Plow. I can't speak at your event, but I'm sending my friend Jose... He said, Jose, you're going to have to prepare. You're going to have to study. Do you really want this? Let me remind you, young people, this year, coming the next few days, you have an opportunity with a clean slate and maybe a new teacher or a new program or a new class or a new school. And yeah, that can be frightening, but I'm here to remind you, God is with you. And when you go into that classroom or you go into that cube if you're at work or you go into that new career path, God is with you and he wants to see are you going to make the most of the opportunity that he's going to give you? This is a brand new year. Check your motivation. You see, an ant is motivated and doesn't need someone on their back telling them what to do all the time. Now, mom and dad are helping you by reminding you because sometimes we forget. But their goal for you, my goal for my kids, is that they won't need me telling them what to do. That as they grow, they'll know the right thing to do and want to do it. Motivation. We learn that from the ant. Second thing is the ant has a plan. Say it with me. Plan. You see, look at verse 7. It has no commander. It has no overseer or ruler. But the ant stores its provisions in summer and gathers food at the harvest. It does the right thing at the right time. It's got a plan. Now, an ant is really small. It doesn't have the size of a brain or the ability that we have. Yet something is put in the ant by God that it knows the right time and the right thing. And what God is saying to you, students and adults, friends, he's saying we should learn from the ant. So why? Why? We won't live like the, slu- the sluggard misses the opportunity and the sluggard has no plan. So Luis Palau told me I can open up doors, but you know what? I was already working for him. I had a full-time job with all these responsibilities, but if I wanted to do what I felt God calling me to do, I needed a plan. That meant for me, I worked Monday through Friday and Saturday was my day off. But if I was going to speak somewhere on a Sunday, instead of hanging out with everyone Saturday, I needed to plan my time. I already worked for him Monday through Friday. I needed to take Saturday, choose to say no to some good things so that I could be prepared on Saturday and speak to a group like this on Sunday. Young people and those who are young at heart. We need a plan. Now I'm not saying don't enjoy today. Enjoy today, We've got a barbecue planned for you. We have a holiday weekend. There are moments in the week in the month and in the year we should set aside and say all work in the closet. Today we're going to just hang out. But friends, if we live that way every day, if we don't have a plan, if we don't have an objective, if we don't have a goal, we're never going to provide food at the right time. Young people, enjoy today but work for tomorrow. So a little word about school. I have a chance to go to many parts of the world. I went with my son Jonah who's 14 to Uganda and we went to high schools and let me just let me just remind you. You may not get this but maybe your parents could help you. They could show you a few photos or videos of schools around the world. Our school may not be the coolest school. Our school may not be the best school but you and I living here in this part of the world have the greatest opportunity to learn with books and computers and resources and teachers that are skilled and all sorts of things that billions, start counting on your fingers, up to a billion, billions of people wish they had. Let's be motivated to make the most of this year and let's plan this year to make the most of the opportunity. Now the third thing that we see from the ant is that? Not only is he motivated, not only does the ant have a plan, but the ant is productive. He does something with his day. Look at verse 9. How long are you going to lie there, you sluggard? It's, it's, it's asking a fun question. The sluggard, so to speak, is laying on his bed while everyone's out working. And so the guy asks the question, how long are you going to lie there? When are you going to get up from your sleep? Now, I enjoy my sleep but just shouldn't sleep 20 hours in a day. At least some of them should be productive and we should do something with them, right? Here's why, verse 10. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty's going to come. In other words, if you're not careful and you approach life, and you're not motivated to do anything, and you don't make a plan, and you don't choose to say, you know what? I can do something positive today, eventually what's gonna happen is it's going to catch up with you. And the person that doesn't study and the person that doesn't work and the person that doesn't have a plan and the person that doesn't produce, here's the challenge, and I want you to catch this. They're not a bad person. They're not a bad person. But they can't be generous. If you follow Jesus, here is the goal of work that you in your life would make more than enough than you need so that you could be generous to people who are in a moment of need. The goal is not that you could put money in the bank or hide it or blow it or spend it or waste it. The goal, hear me young person, if you love Jesus, is that you can actually work hard, make enough money so that you can spend it for yourself, of course, enjoy it, but you have more than enough there are people in this world, there are people in this church that have real needs. And you could have enough because you've been motivated and you have a plan and you're productive. You can be there at the right time and be generous. And you could give to the person in need. You see, that's what an ant does. An ant doesn't work for himself. Just watch the movie. (laughs) Just watch it. The ant works for all of the good of all of the ants. Now, we're not ants, so don't be confused. We're human beings made in God's image, but the mindset is the same. God wants you to do your best so that when someone else needs a bit of help, you can be there for them. We say, Jose, well, I'm not, like, I'm like 10. Like, I'm 12. How can I be, I don't even, I can't spell productive. (laughs) What does that mean? Ask mom while you're having your barbecue. Here's what we get. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. They work hard. You see, you don't have to be big to make a big difference. You don't have to be rich to be generous. Every one of us, whether we're young or whether we're young at heart, You can do your part knowing God made you for it. Now, here's where we need to change our mind about how we see school and our job and what we do seven days a week. And I want you to write this down if you don't write down anything else and memorize this line. Work is a gift. Say it with me. Work is a? Say it again. Work is a? It's, it's not like, I can't believe I have to go. Now, I didn't say work is always enjoyable. I didn't say the people you work with are the nicest. I didn't say that they pay you as much as you think you deserve. They probably pay you more. But that's the funny thing about humor. It goes on multiple levels. <laughs> work is a gift. And so what we're going to need to do is think in a way that's wise. Wisdom says... God made me to do something and be something. And so work is a gift from God and it enables me to be generous. The goal of hard work is to be generous. Now, if you don't believe me, consider the ant. The ant can carry more than their weight so that every other ant gets to eat at the right time. Now, let's get away from the ants and the slugs for a moment. Let's look at what God says through Paul, who's writing to a church just like us. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, just stop there. So you say, okay, if I'm a fifth grader. what If I'm a fifth grader, whatever you do in the fifth grade, if I work for Intel, whatever I do at Intel, if I'm a barista, whatever I do at the great coffee shop that makes quality coffee so that the rest of us can live, whatever you do, work at it with all of your Heart as working for who? The Lord. Now you say, well, well, God doesn't lead Intel, and I haven't seen God at my school, and what, what we're being reminded by God is actually I have a teacher or an employer, but if I follow Jesus, I work for someone else. I study for someone else. I actually am doing it not just for my teacher, not just for my employer. I'm doing it for the Lord, Not for human masters. Why? Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it's the Lord you are serving every day, including today. You have an opportunity to be motivated to serve Jesus Christ. You have an opportunity to be motivated to make plans that are in line with what Jesus wants you to do. You have the opportunity to be motivated to make plans that will help you to be productive. That you can be generous to other people. And if you do your part and I do my part, everyone's needs are met. Now, just a word of caution and I'm just about done. Because some people are going to say, okay, that's why I work so hard. I could just tell you this. It's possible to be a sluggard, work too slow and it's possible to work too hard. In other words, you're not a machine, you're not a robot. God didn't make you to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So to bring this in balance, it's possible to be a sluggard, too slow, but it's also possible to mess it up on the other side. Some of you moms and dads, you believe that all you were created to do is to work, and if you live that way, you're going to miss all the other things God has for you, like relationships, like rest, like joy. You see, you weren't meant to be a workaholic. Ask kids, ask your parents what that means later on. You weren't made to overwork at the expense of everything else. One writer put it this way. You'll not have a meaningful life without work, but you'll lose yourself if you say work is the meaning of your life. Catch that. God has something for you today, but that thing is not supposed to take over your life. And that thing isn't supposed to be the only thing you think about. And if you're stressed out about everything, it may be that you have something out of balance. Slugger goes too slow. Maybe that needs to be fixed. Those who work too much need to slow down. Now, because we have the barbecue, what we're doing on our first Sunday gatherings is we're shortening this time so we have more time to spend with one another around the table. So the teaching's done for today, but my friend, John Mark Homer, who leads Bridgetown Church, wrote a fantastic book called Garden City, Work, Rest, and the Art of Being Human on this very topic. This was just a taste, especially parents, I want you to have this so much, we we got a bunch and we brought them at the welcome desk. It, it retails for like $19.99. We want to give it to you for $7 because I want every one of you to read this book to get a God-sized vision for the value and the beauty of work. So I'm going to encourage you to get that. You can get it on the way out. We can have the square cards. If you brought your debit card, we could take care of that. But for today, final question to wrap it up what are you doing with the opportunities God has already given you? If God has given you another school year, what are you gonna do with that? If he's giving you another work week, what are you gonna do with it? If you're in between careers, hear me, if you're in between jobs right now, what is it that God wants you to learn and what is it that God wants you to do while you wait for your next opportunity? We're here to worship Jesus because Jesus is the one who leads us and Jesus is the one who directs us and Jesus is the one who gives us the power to be motivated and planning and productive and helpful. And by the way, when we totally mess this up, Jesus is the one who puts us back in the right path. So if you, if you, if you messed up, don't stress out. Bring that thing to Jesus who can make all things new and can set you in the right direction. I'm going to invite you to stand if you would. And we're going to pray. We're going to go to the bread and the cup here in a minute. Brandon's going to guide us. Uh, motivated, planning, and productive. If you're a follower of Jesus and you've not yet been baptized in water, can I just say that is God's plan for you? The question is are you motivated to follow in obedience and be baptized even today, whether you plan for it or not? Don't be like the sluggard. <laughs> Who sleeps too long? Let's be like the ant and respond to every God given opportunity.